guys, episode five, and it's the greatest. What do you do when we do the Oscars and and the BAFTAs and crap? Like, are you going to be okay? Um, Listen, Carrie, you know, for me, both of you girls know the Grammys and the national holiday. (laughs) I'm like, I used to be like that with the American Music Awards too, but then it fell, it jumped the shark. All of the awards. All of the award ceremonies, I am Red carpeting. my big TV is on. Yep, I I I started at <laughs> three o'clock and I watched the pre-show and then I watched the red carpet and then I watched the Grammys. I went to bed at 1 a.m. because I was also researching what some things you were mean. Messaging. And we're gonna I know awake. Yes. Yes. I was losing my mind. And you guys be proud of me. I only cried oh five times. Ooh, only five. Yes, yes, see, see, but yes, so the Grammys was last night. Guys. I, I'm sorry, you, I don't think I have to interrupt you. What when Trevor Noah introduced him and he stood there? I am, I'm sorry, I have to talk about it. We have to talk about Harry, like, we have to talk about Harry. Um. And he stood there in that black feather boa and that like gold brown copper, whatever color it was, because the lighting was so awesome. He put in that deep soul and that deep funk and that groove. And I I legitimately screamed. Yes, I I screamed at the TV. I was because you know what I screamed? Because I am, of course, what? the day it came out on, you know, Amazon Prime, I'm an owner of the freaking documentary. Um, and I also remember the carpool karaoke. And he's like, oh, it'd be one thing if, like, you know, we could dance. Nobody here dances. He danced his ass off. That little part where he shook his butt was so cute. Harry's dancing. F you. Harry, now they need Literally. to regroup and wear matching outfits and become the 2022 version of Backstreet Boys. Oh my God. Without- oh, guys, I mean, listen, I I hate to be the one to say it. I don't think that they'll get back together after this. Like, I, I genuinely think that, like, Harry has made it so big that it's like, what is the point of going back to I would, like, I would I don't I, I would legitimately give anything to watch the five of them, even Zane. I would give anything to watch the five of them because I never got to see them IRL except for like when I was in England and X Factor was on. Like I never got to go to a concert. Yeah. So to be able to watch yeah. all five of them do and i i feel like all five of them while while you know life has changed and it we're you know almost 11 years on or whatever i feel like it's like riding a bike like i think if the five of them got together the like perfect would, be would just be seamless it would just it would just flow yeah. and i just want to see that before i die and i'm 50. honestly me too because i never yeah, saw them i was never I saw into them you guys times. know i was I saw them once. Yeah. Really? I was poor as a child. Oh, yeah. So I didn't have a lot of money to, uh, you know, it was like babysitting money. And also, I didn't have any friends that wanted to go with me. I was like, you one direction girl. And 
Yeah, so I uh, didn't see them very many times, but when I did, it was magic. Of course it was magic. There they I, I would I would pay to see them. But I do want to... Okay, we got to talk about how the, the Grammys was set up this year because it was very unique awesome. because they had to do the distance yeah. and everything for COVID. And I will say I also love the fact that even though they had to put some stuff in in order for the, it to stay safe, I'm so happy they did it live. Like, yeah, I, like I was they, waiting. I, didn't, they, I could not they watch. They did the effects of people looking like they were sitting there even though no attendance was required. But it looked like there were people there. So that's... That was really that was yeah, and I was like, I honestly remember, like before the um, Grammys was there, I was like, dang, like if I have to sit through another one of these oh. Zoom awards where people are like interrupting and they can't hear, and then the video is bad, I was gonna go insane. Like, I'm so happy they did it the way that they did. They had so what was it? It was pretty much there was one room where like the all of the performers performers were in and then a whole separate room on the opposite side of the building there were the nominees waiting presented and then they had another side of the staple center where they did press and they press in and out on the back side of the staple center yeah so they had like a green room where people were all socially distanced i mean this uh, the staple center is humongous anyway it's it's huge they yeah. had a place to stage, yeah. but I also believe the upstairs and like the boxes and stuff be, if it wasn't your time, like obviously Harry opened, but then Harry had nothing to do. <laughs> so he shuffled up yeah. to the seat or whatever, where he hung out until they said, okay, now we're going to bring you down type of, yeah. So, Yeah. Yeah, that was the one thing that was kind of, like, bizarre. Because, I mean, obviously, they couldn't have them in and out because of, like, COVID and everything. But after, I liked that we just got to watch him listen to the other artists. Like, he knew everyone else's music. Like, I love that about him. He literally sat there, and every time the camera panned on him, he just sang. Like, whatever they were singing, he was singing along. And I was like, man, this guy is so down to earth. Like, he is just supports everyone. And I also need to say about Harry, um, I guess his manager, Jeffrey, Jeff. um, Jeffrey, Jeffrey, he said to, I guess Jeffrey made, like, a comment that said, you know, everyone was expecting him to wear this no, colorful he, kind of no. um, related to so watermelon. Classy. Yeah, so he was like, we kind of wanted to like push the envelope and see like, oh, everyone was expecting Harry to wear like a dress or something very feminine. So we came in kind of just saying goodbye to the fine line era and we're introducing his next rock star phase. But can we talk about how he still ended up on the worst dress list? And I don't know why, because he looks... Okay, he had three outfits. Two of three were popping. Yes. Harry... The yellow jacket. Okay, let me go find him because, I, as you know, I'm sick. And all right, so Harry Grammys. The middle outfit, I will admit, kind of flopped. I'm sorry, Alessandro. I'm sorry, Harry, as in Harry Lambert. And I am sorry, Harry, as in Harry Styles. But come on. Come on. The Wait, what second outfit? outfit he wore, he had his performance outfit. His performance outfit was smashing. The performance outfit was fantastic. That yellow outfit. That's an, 
outfit. Yes. He had a yellow jacket, a tan shirt, brown pants, and a purple scarf. Who taught you color theory? Okay, hold on. I'm looking at pictures. I understand that they did it because it wasn't. Okay, it's the, it's the yellow plaid oh with the sweater and the purple boa and the brown um corduroys yeah. with the yellow shoes. It was too much. No, I can't. I can't with it. Are you going to fight me on it? But no. me being who I am, I know you're the fashion guru of all of us. Clothing. You are, I just, you are so Harry, Like, okay, I get what they were trying to do. I understand. He could dress homeless and look fine. Exactly. I'm not saying he looked bad. I'm saying really? it, it, you expected more out of that out of that press out of that. Press. I expected way more than what that was. The the third outfit was was fire because all the colors matched. Maybe it's just me, and I hate so. When, I hate when colors don't match. Brown what jacket? one was the very picky? What was the third one? The brown jacket, like the orange jacket, or was it orange? Brown or orange? Yeah, like jacket. an orangish jacket. I don't know. It had, I for me, the second outfit had too many mismatched colors. If it's you were going to do here, like, I'm looking at a photo and they have a picture of him next to Alicia Silverstone and Clueless wearing this yellow ugly plaid outfit that she wears <laughs> in that movie. And I'm like, don't do that to oh freaking God. Harry Styles because I don't like her. Um, I think I like I said, I understand what they were trying to do. But I didn't the outfit I'm looking for. Hmm? So the open the opening that opening outfit that opening that was everything. I just I I like I was sitting there dumbfounded and I'm like that is so rock star when he pulled that scarf away and he didn't have yes. a shirt on underneath like oh my wow God. I died. <laughs> the black leather jacket no shirt that boa that feather boa I said yes Alessandro yes and then for me it's just yes they're trying to paint Harry as like I mean they have painted Harry as like a fashion icon and I just that yes. second one was not doing it for me, and the third one was not very Grammys. Like they were, they were. That I mean, with the white boa and the brown jacket. That was the third. That's the third one where yeah. it's just like a black double bre- or a black, yeah, black breast jacket, had, and he's kind of yeah. like a white wifey. And I think does he have a kilt on or does he have plaid pants? Because I'm only seeing waist up, Harry. He had on pants. Yeah. I know, but would a kilt not have just been so the bun? This is, that's what I'm saying. Like, imagine if, I just don't, like, I know who his stylist is and I know who the designer is and I know what they could have done because they've done it in the past with him and it's like, those outfits just were not, they didn't scream the, the last two didn't scream Grammys to me. Aside from the... Yeah, you're right. I mean, the, the first one boa. definitely did. And the first outfit was a perfect performance outfit. Yeah. But for red carpet, dude, you could have went nuts. You could have went insane. You could have had, like, yeah. layers and colors and just didn't hit. Here we are, public relations po- yeah. podcast, talking about style. <laughs> Well, yeah. style is really important. Part of PR, yeah, it paints his image. Really, 
Um, one of the things that I've really liked about Harry in, in this, like, in this kind of revolution that he's gone through in the past year-ish or so, you know, it's been a little less than a year, because we really didn't see him. He recorded the album and stuff, but, like, the first time we really kind of saw him pop out, he was wearing, like, the fine line shirts, and um, and he was doing some stuff with Lizzo, but, like, the first time I noticed him in, like, what a, what a stupendous outfit was when he was on Howard Stern, and he had on that beautiful blue cashmere shirt with the white Barbara Bush pearls and 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 shoes. So I know this because of Michael Sheen and Craig Ferguson, um, because this shows my age. Um, they those shoes and Great Britain are called brothel creepers. So he had these and 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 the, the reason they are is because they're soft shoe and you can creep through a brothel. Then nobody knows that you're in there. So he had on these those fantastic brothel creepers in that whole thing with Howard. And I just sat there and I was like, that's amazing. But then for like three weeks, I was like, are you ever going to take that pearl necklace off, Barbara Bush? Listen, this is what I'm thinking, though. Like, think of his iconic outfits. Like, think of just the Brit Awards. He went harder for the Brit Awards. Oh, the yellow. The the Grammys. The yellow and purple. The yellow and the purple, like, so good. The yellow, the, uh, the purple tap of the scarf where he got up and he, like, hugged Lizzo. And, yeah. And, and I was literally, like, I know that they're trying to move him out of his, like, old phases and obviously HS1, but HS1 had fantastic suits, you know? And they were yes. all designed by the same yes, designer did. that did this. So I get that he's trying to change things around, but come on, boy. Alessandro, yeah, you know wish, better than this. Do you know what I kind of wish he would do? As I wish he would get rid of a stylist, what? and I wish he would do Harry. Because I think he's so bright, and he's so smart, and he knows how to do this stuff. All Harry has to do is look at you and smile. Most of Harry's appeal is not actually the clothing. The appeal of Harry is are the dimples and cheeky grin and yes you know what seriously he could wear he could legitimately show up wearing like a rag towel a sheet that came off a bed that somebody got murdered on and like a hat that he dug out of a dumpster and he could sing and and smile and wink at somebody no jewelry no nothing and everybody be like wow look at how hot harry styles is and I don't think I think he needs to I think T Swift has done this really well I think she has progressed herself yeah. does that make sense like yeah, she finally was like okay I, yeah. I understand when I was 18 I probably needed help but I'm a grown-ass woman I don't need you to tell me what like yeah. obviously on the red carpet you're gonna say I'm wearing Chanel I'm wearing Tommy Hilfiger. I'm wearing Mark Michael Kors. I'm wearing, you know, Louis Vuitton. I'm wearing, you know, Diane von Furstenberg. Whoever you want to say you're wearing because you're being paid to wear that dress. But when, like, Harry's walking down the street getting a mo- getting a coffee mocha latte and somebody stops and says, what are you wearing? I want him to say, I got this shit at the Goodwill. But he, I mean, I feel like he does sometimes. Yeah. He Obviously, he has his stylist to dress him up. For events, but if you see him out, he's wearing. This is the thing: is it the st- is? If Harry dressed Harry's self, what would he wear? Do we think he would be stylish, or do we think he would just give up? No, I don't. I think he's. No, I mean, I think he. He's just a. 
Yeah, like I think yeah, he really Elton is John into fashion. Level. Like, there's just something about. I don't it. think anybody's into fashion on an Elton John level. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think oh, no, I yeah. think if you very truthfully, I always envision Harry when Harry's not being styled, when he's not being dressed. I envision Harry and a pair of like probably uh, not skinny jeans, but like. You know, maybe like a, a pair of low riding, like dark acid wash jeans and some kind of like like a Ramones T-shirt and a hoodie with his beanie on and a pair of chucks. Because I think I think that's Harry. Oh, my God. Carrie. <laughs> that is so hot. Yes. I think Carrie. I think it is. But I do think that he likes. But I think that when it's time to go out and be on a red carpet and he knows there's a photo op. He really likes to play with fashion, and that's good too. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So, I Harry Lambert, he is a really yeah. iconic. Um, I mean, yeah, he's just an iconic stylist. So to have him in his back pocket, it just brings upon all yeah. these crazy well outfits. No matter Harry, I mean, I, he usually pretty much say, works with Allison. Alessandro from. So like so, Allison and I were talking a little bit before you got on Carrie and it was kind of like yeah. I want to kind of ask you more beside besides the, the clothing do you think that he looked okay like do you think that he looked happy or do you think he looks kind of stressed out because he's a dad now? <laughs> he's a stepdad. He's a stepdad. Like, um, I'm sorry. He looks like he is having such a stressful day at home. He fed all the kids cereal. Do you think the next move is to Jackson Maine himself, for God's sake? No. No, I'm not talking about that already? Like, the actual stars born Jackson Maine, which I have to watch when I'm doing. Oh, oh. I thought I thought you were talking about the game <laughs> movie he's gonna be in, which um, I'm hella excited. I, I this is what I think. I think that it's been a long year and a half. And while there's been downtime, yeah. For Harry, there hasn't been a lot of downtime because and I and I say this truthfully because um as we discussed last week with, you know, Megan and, and Harry and, and Prince Harry, um, Harry Styles yeah. can't just like suck back into the bushes and not be like Louie can get up every day and go out and get a cup of coffee as can Liam and Niall and, you know, Zane. That, he has had his yeah. social media taken by his publicists there is this real solid push that I don't completely think I agree with um, of, of trying to make him a fashion icon. Make him unattainable. Um, and to put him on this, like, level that I, I don't know. I think back to, like, that little... I think back to that, like, little 16-year-old boy who's, like, I'm, I, you know, I'm doing my A-levels. I won a band contest and he sang for Simon. And I, and I think back to like, you know, old 1D stuff and he, and there was a jubilance about him. And I realized that he's not a 16 year old boy anymore. He's a 27 year old grown man. 
But like when I say here and I go to his Instagram, because yeah. I'm on his Instagram right now, there's a beautiful photo of him with this red, with this awesome pink shirt and his arms are like outstretched and it's from the back and it's beautifully lit. But like how many times can you tell Harry Styles? And I'm, and I'm saying this as somebody who's very, 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 very cool with non-binary and very, very down and dope with all of it. Like it's not an issue. What they've done to him in the past year is yeah. they've put him in a position whether he wants to be or not. And I'm, I don't know if he wants to be or not. I've never had a conversation. If somebody can work that out. If we could yeah, chat with Harry to get some confirmation, that would be great, Jeff. It would be really nice to know. Yeah, Harry, if, if you're listening. Harry Styles is putting on these clothes and he's pushing these gender norms and clothing and the non-binary stuff because Harry truly wants to do it. Like a, like Jonathan Van Ness does it. Or what's that makeup guy who's so freaking amazing and I love him and he's on YouTube. Not Jeffrey Star. No. Jeffrey Star. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it, he's a, a Hispanic guy, and he is, he's amazing. Manny Amuel. Manny. 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 Manny and and Jonathan Vaness. They get up one every day. They get up. They're like, I think today I'm gonna do some false eyelashes, but I'm not gonna shave. And I'm going to wear a Velvet Underground t-shirt and put on a skirt with my Doc Martens. And because they want to. And I feel like there's somewhere in this where being on the non-binary is really, really cool and acceptable right now as part of our culture. Not because it's not supposed to be. I'm totally fine with it. But I feel like it should be okay with it. It should be okay because that's just how people want to live. And there are times where I see Harry out and doing stuff and I'm like, Harry liked that outfit. And then there are other outfits where I'm like, I'm not quite sure that would have been Harry's choice. I think there's a, I think with right. that, yeah, I, I can see where you depending see on uh, if that, you know, this is all speculation, but if it's truly like not um, his choice, is it being pushed because one, like you said, it's very popular, and two, think of the biggest rock stars of all time. Think of Prince. Yeah, you know, think of Elton John. Think of yeah. Bowie. Yeah, but no, but nobody shoved David Bowie into that, and That's I am what I'm like, saying. I am for real, there is nobody on the planet except except Mr. William McLean. Who knows more about David Bowie? Yeah. Than me. No, I'm saying like that's that's what I'm saying. It's that they were shoved into that, Bowie? but are they trying to? Are they trying to? Bowie? That, yeah, so that he has um, longevity and this mm-hmm. idea of being an icon that can never be touched. Exactly. They did it to Gaga. I mean, for real, we've we've discussed this. We discussed this, you know, two three years ago in class. When when she is Stephanie and she is just walking around in the world, nobody wanted to give her a job. You know, make yourself look like a weirdo, put yeah. on a meat dress, um, mm-hmm. and and do crazy stuff, and all and of a sudden people you know, will pay attention. And everybody pays attention, and oh. I have not. I have yet. I've heard her say it. Um. I have yet to see or hear anybody in real life or on TV who has not said that she is much 
prettier as Allie before Allie became famous and a star is born than she ever has been. It's, she's very, very pretty when she's either Allie or she is Allie at the end of Star is Born or Allie when she did, or, or Stephanie when Stephanie did work with Tony Bennett. When she yeah. pulls her hair up into an updo, puts on a beautiful, you know, Versace gown, beautiful jewels and basic makeup. She is one of the absolute most beautiful women yeah. in Hollywood. And, mm-hmm. and I'm yeah. like, I, I don't agree. want them to do that to Harry. Like, I don't want Harry to become sticky. I want Harry to be authentic, to be authentic. It's like when it, it's very much, and I'm, I'm yammering about this too, cause I was watching James Corden, like James is doing this stuff with Weight Watchers. James Corden is a fine ass looking man. Mm-hmm. James Corden can be chubby. James yeah. Corden can be skinny, but what makes James Corden so unbelievably attractive is his authenticity is his humor are his gorgeous, 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 beautiful blue eyes, (laughs) his brains, and that million-dollar, not-fixed smile. And I don't want... Yeah. I don't want Harry Styles to be turned into Luke Evans. Luke Evans didn't turn himself into anything. That just showed up, which is like an anomaly, like Alexander Skarsgård. But like, I'm afraid. I'm afraid they're going to make. They're tr- going to try to make him into something that is iconic. And he could be iconic on his own. And he's yeah. already iconic. So why are you doing yes. this? Yeah. I will say, like, after you guys were saying this, I'm kind of like. I don't want to. Say, I was gonna say we're about to hit thirty, and yeah, but um, I think it's important. I think it's important to point out that, like, ever since you guys said that, like, I'm thinking about it now. I, I don't see him super happy anymore. Like, I kind of see like a like he smiles obviously at his band because the chicks are bad. But like, after, oh my like, god, when he, yeah. So, but I feel like when he's performing, he's I kind of look at him and I'm like, no, he's an autopilot. Like, are he's you been, okay? It like Penn Jillette talks about this. Do you, yeah. Like, and and I bring up weird people out of nowhere, but I listen to Penn and I listen to Penn Sunday School podcast just because it's a great podcast. Penn has done the Penn and Teller show, even the different incarnations, and they change it a couple times a year, where he can literally be standing on the stage and he's an autopilot. Because he says it, you know, he yeah. says it seven nights. He says it seven days a week because they do two shows and then they're dark two nights and they do two shows one in, in two nights. And he can get up there. And I I kind of oh. looked at Harry last night. And at the very beginning when the lights came up and he like and that voice just came out of that microphone, I saw that there was this innate childlike pleasure of holy shit, I'm opening the Grammys. But very quickly, that went into yeah. autopilot. And, yeah. Yeah. Like, this is and my life. as we've talked, and we will, I hope, continue to talk, this is a job. Yeah. And I bet maybe yesterday he didn't yeah. feel like going to work. 
I mean, after how long? Yeah, I mean, I could definitely yeah. see. I mean, a lot of people even on Twitter said it. A lot of people on Twitter were like, is everything okay with Harry? Like, he smiled and it made me happy for a second. But when they were taking pictures of him at the Grammys yeah. at the um, Step and Repeat, people were like, why is he so, like, smile for the camera, look over here, can I go home? And, and like, it's because it's a job. It really is. It's like it comes. there comes a point in time where you go, and this is pulling back the PR curtain. You've got 15 people telling him, now stand here, now stand here. You have to – he could be like, I don't – I, I literally, my throat's sore. I just sang. I've I've gone through this seven. It's a seven-hour debacle. Like we don't, we see red carpet. They're they're giving awards out when oh. we're watching red carpet. It's an all-day affair. He has to go back, yeah. as do, does everybody else, and get touched up, makeuped up, repinned. It's literally like a chore. And so then yeah. it gets to be eleven thirty at night our time. 8.30 at their time, but they've been doing it since noon, and maybe he just wants to go to, like, Elton John's after party yeah. and get a freaking gin and tonic and yeah. get blitzed and enjoy the fact that he won yeah. Best Pop Vocal Performance! Yeah. Maybe he doesn't want to talk to Mario Literally. <laughs> I wouldn't. Yeah. No shade, Mario. I'm no. sorry. I'm Okay. Anyways, can we move well, on to the thing that on. I wanted to put we, um, knives in my eyes we, over? I can't take Billie Eilish. <gasps> I love Billie. I can't. She's so sweet. No, do you want me to tell you why? She's and just a small child. Listen to me, Allison. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I have so many opinions about the good news. So Here's do I, actually, so let's talk about it. I cannot take any more solo female singers who breathe their songs like this. Oh, my goodness. I think she has such a great voice. No, it makes me, it makes me just want to shove knives in my ears. Oh, my goodness. I love her. Like, I want to hear somebody like Lord. Well, yeah, like strong definitely. Or Miley. And I will tell you something else, too. You give me freaking Lizzo from now till kingdom come. I love that woman. I will become a Republican for Lizzo. Don't get excited. She wouldn't want me to be a Republican. She would be very upset. And JDN would disown me, and we can't have that. Um. But for real, what's up with yeah, all of the like, band. all of a sudden now, I feel like it's like the boy band curse. It's like, oh, look, there's this fantastic, unbelievably multi-talented, you know, woman of color who has so much to say about so many things and who's so brave and groundbreaking. And she reminded me, she's the first person in 30 years to remind me of Queen Latifah, who I completely love. And Mary J. Blige, who I completely love. I'm like, Lizzo is on the same level in my world as, like, Latifah and Mary J. Blige. Because she is. She truly, wow. truly is. I believe there's longevity there. I could be wrong next year. We could have this conversation. You could be like, you were effing wrong. Okay, yeah. but I believe that she has uh, something to say. Yeah. Very much like the Star is Born thing. Like, you have something oh, I, to say, agree, and the yeah. world is listening right now, and you to say it okay 
Megan the Stallion is yeah. nothing more than like yeah. freaking Lizzo in in like Fabletica clothing, humping a horse and talking about fucking. Part of my mouth. I love Megan. Take her. Oh. It's literally the same crap, and she has. There's nothing about oh, her. Incredible. I love Megan. Oh God! Can I, I, actually, Megan I have something to say about Megan the Stallion. I no, 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 no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be completely honest here, okay, guys. I watch the Grammys every year, every single year. I always pick it. out who I think is gonna be a one-hit wonder. I, for some reason, I always know there is nothing memorable what? for me personally about Megan Thee Stallion. Like oh. there is nothing. Oh. Like I look for real. Her Megan Thee Stallion is only going up. No, I, I have to. I'm I'm gonna vehemently disagree. <laughs> I, I have to. I can't believe I'm on a podcast with two Megan haters. I'm not a no, no, no. I'm not a Megan hater. And we're on a podcast where we're talking about like the reality it. and the uh, the reality of what is just, and the perception that's created. And the problem is she doesn't have a lot of people that are creating a perception that true people that like are into music, that know music, that like music, that follow music can't step back and objectively and I do this as a public relations but like I can have my little fangirl moment with Harry Styles but like I just said 10 minutes ago like dude are you gonna quit wearing the Barbara Bush pearls like it's over you've been doing this for three weeks now like put something else on and when I saw Lizzo Lizzo blew my mind I was like oh my god thank you she has been sent she has been sent yeah. to say so much about race and about sex and about the binary and about acceptance and about yes. and about body positivity body and about positivity. all of these things. And she comes out and sometimes she comes out in a beautiful flowing caftan. And yes, she's a heavier woman, but she freaking owns it. Megan the Stallion on New Year's Eve, because I this is one of the few things I saw on New Year's Eve. I do not need to hear her live from Hollywood with whoever was hosting that was terrible because it wasn't Fergie. Humping and riding and talking about like, I'm going to get me that cock. I'm going to get me that cock. I'm going to be riding that cock. I'm in charge of your cock. That's all she's I think, honestly, (laughs) Megan Thee Stallion is doing what Nicki Minaj and what Cardi B and what women are doing for rap. Men sing the same thing and they get just as many accolades as women. Uh, or they get they get more, but these women are doing yeah, the same. They're singing the, the exact thing. same thing here's and they're the thing. not getting as much recognition. And now they are. Yeah. Well, Allison, I, I will. You just said that. I agree that. on I the double standard. Agree that I think that's the why they're changing thing. the industry and that's why they're so big. I because agree I mean, I hear guys all the time that are like, why why do you guys even listen to Megan Thee Stallion? She's not even all that good. And I'm like, because Megan Thee Stallion is singing the same stuff that you're listening to, but for us. You're, but you're also talking, you also just compared her to Nicki Minaj yeah. and Cardi B. I'm like, you know what? There like are female lots rappers, like, but there are time. Lots of powerful black female rappers that talk to more than just humping like queen latifah 
cut her yes. freaking teeth at the same time as NWA and Dr. Dre and Snoop and Public Enemy. And she was solitary on her own. And yeah. she spoke to poverty. She spoke to single motherhood. She spoke to gun violence. She spoke to all kinds of things. And it, you've got to have more. In, and Lizzo has more in her repertoire. She's talking about those same things now about them being systemic. When Latifah talked about them 30 years ago, it was like pointing out that like, yo, just because the clan ain't hanging out on the corner don't mean that there ain't no clan. Now what we're talking about is the systemic stuff. And Latifah could still, still can do it just as good as does Mary J. Blige. But Lizzo is really the person who's bringing it out and putting it in the forefront that your racism is not what it looks like. Your sizeism, your sexism, your all of that stuff. Yeah, you know what? Like there are male rappers that are going out every day and they're still pretending to be like Biggie and Tupac and talk about like all the gold and the bling and I could shoot that one, I could shoot that one, I get me pussy and I got rubbers and my homeboys do too, all that stuff. It's all old and tired. I know it's old and tired, yeah. which is why I don't listen to them. I listen to old school hardcore rap. I don't listen to new young rappers except for except for Childish Gambino because he has something to say. Yeah, um, no, I get that. All she's talking yeah, about great. is trying to reclaim the fetishism of black women, and it's backfiring. It's, it's a horrific yeah. backfire. I mean, for some people, I will say. Allison, I'll be on your side for like 0.2 seconds with this girl. I feel like if she were to come out with something that was, I hate to say like more like where she, she has something to say. If she does say it, if it's not about sex and it's not about, you know, I mean, like, that's do the thing though. Way, she has more music way. than just what's on the I don't want to hear that kind yeah, of stuff. I, the whole album and three quarters of it legitimately right, right. is You're all about right. like how it, it, it and it is it is a very giant reclamation i don't i don't disagree with you it's a reclamation of for years and years and years black men have objectified women and they've objectified them in the most horrible ways that you can think of whether white men have objectified women and by god it's 2021 and if somebody's going to objectify women, then by God, it's going to be women who choose to objectify women. Mm -hmm. And I'm not slut shaming her on any level. I just feel like, do you have anything else to say except for the fact that you want to get even for like, I don't know, 20,000 years of patriarchy and men objectifying women because I don't hear it anywhere. And when I turn on Lizzo, I hear... I hear concerns of the school to prison pipeline. I hear concerns about sizeism. I hear concerns about, you know, like things that are really important of poverty, of, of inequity, of, of mixed race people, of like all of this systemic stuff about like George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. And I see Megan the Stallion and all she's doing is talking about like, yeah, you think you can come up on me and you're going to, you're going to trick me into going out in the I back. Mean, of yeah. That's some of her stuff. I'm going to show you, I'll get you first. Okay. We're not in eighth grade. This isn't a playground. 
I don't know. I think she does have some. I think they're not projecting her music with a message as much, but she definitely. That's why her PR people suck. Well, yeah. And that's what this is all about. But there is definitely, I mean, with that whole issue of when she got shot. So the city. She got she shot in the foot. She got shot? By uh, Megan the Stallion got mm-hmm. shot by. No, by uh, by Tory Lanez. Yeah, Tory Lanez, like a a rapper, who got her in the foot because she like didn't want to leave a party or something. Because if you're a real, Why? if you're a real rapper, you shoot. Oh people. my god! And I heard I'm not saying that as me. Fitty, Fitty said that, that in his interview in Rolling Stone like 20 years ago. Yeah. He's like, well, no, but it was a longer conversation of the fact that if you really want to hear about the plight of of people of color and you want to hear what we're talking about, you know, the reality is, is we live every day with the possibility of being shot. Many of us have these recording, we have these recording contracts yeah. and we we're still in a gang because we, we have turf. We have people to protect. We have our moms, yeah. we have kids and the money we get from the recording stuff is money that we still got to yeah. pay back our drug deal debt. So we don't have to go out and kill people no more. And, you know, part of that is why it's never been proven, but yeah. uh, I think that's a lot of the reason why Snoop, um, they didn't put Snoop in jail is because they knew that there was talent there and he could make enough money to pay off the drug dealer that the violence would end. But to think that Dre and yeah. Snoop didn't and, and, and ice cube and easy E and Flava Flav and all those guys, Tupac, Biggie, all of them, they grew up in violence, constant violence in gangs mm-hmm. and women are no different. Latifah was in a gang. Mm-hmm. And so they do are speak. They're speaking a truth, but they're speaking a truth that white people don't want to think about or hear. Yeah, and that's where I sit there and I say, "Yeah, how about you stop being Megan the Stallion, which sounds like you're going to hump somebody and ride them? And why don't you just come out and be Megan with a message?" Yeah, I don't know. She's yeah. not wow. talented. Wow. She's just not being represented correctly. Megan, I'm I'm cheat. I work cheap. <laughs> Megan, I, I also love rap music like crazy, which they will attest to. I'm Miss Megan. I'm a Miss Megan Stan. I think she's only going yeah, up, and do. I think as she continues to grow, she will continue. I mean, the whole her getting shot thing did open up a huge dialogue on like the treatment of black women in that genre and also in like society as a whole because she got shot by Tory Lanes and like it it was a, just a huge thing and it it opened just a big conversation about like how women are being treated and why she even got shot in the first place like she really was do. mad at her and she wrote a song about it and she did she brought it up and it was kind of a song to me, it was about that whole topic because she did bring up Brianna Taylor in the song and she talked about like men and the way that they were treating women. I would love I would love in the doobly do I mean, on any of our social media that you should all be following us on. I would love to hear comments because I think it would be really cool. 
um, because we do, I, I mean, we Same. do have contact. We have friends that do other friends that do podcasts and we mm-hmm. have actors and stuff and people, um, that understand like race and music and stuff like that. I think it would be really cool to do a podcast and have a guest on to talk about like the fetish, the fetishism of black women mm-hmm. and born out of slavery. Um, and how it is perpetuated and how the broken, how a family, the broken family um, is also a, a byproduct of slavery and how that has been perpetuated and continued as a covert means of colonialism um, and to keep their voice down. And I think that's where I just sit there and I'm like, yeah. Megan, instead of you singing that, there are so many other things you could be saying. And that's why I admire women like Mary J. Blige. I admire women like Queen Latifah um, because I admire, I'm not a, I'm not a giant Beyonce mm. or Destiny Child's fan, but Beyonce speaks to these things. Oh yeah. I completely agree. I don't completely agree with like she the does. fairy tale princess stuff, but like Lemonade was amazing. So incredible. There are, yeah. there are a lot of black women who speak to this oh, stuff and I just, I want them to have a voice and I think we all need to step back, shut up and let them talk. And, mm-hmm. and if we can get them, I think Carrie did a beautiful job of propelling Lizzo. Because I think he hung there when he covered Juice and he got oh her. God. All of a sudden I everybody wanted him. to know who is that yes. woman with Harry Styles, you know, and and then that's probably yeah. when he, to refer, refer to my stars born thing, bent down and whispered in her ear, you have a lot to say. Now say it. You know, because Juice is yeah. kind of a, ju- is a grooving song. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I will say that's one of the things that I think a lot of women, men, non-binary people really respect about Harry is that he is so accepting of everybody like oh my like God, these I these women him. his background dancers at the Grammys he sent them flowers he sends everyone flowers free sweatshirts he's like thank you for just helping bring something to life whether it be a movie whether it be a performance you know he he thanks everyone up and down he loves women more than I think any man in the music industry has ever loved women and respected them he loves um the LGBTQIA community he constantly is you know talking about them whether on stage holding up you know gay flags or yeah, or just, like, being so respectful where, like, the one girl was in the audience and she had a sign that said, I'm bet gay. And he literally was like, can I read this out loud? Like, he is the most respectful king in the world. And I feel like even though he's so big, he is s- still so underrated. I like, don't think they're, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's underrated. I that. think he's humongous. He's on the verge. I think he's on the verge of tipping to going to oh, like people are huge. tired of him. I'm like, okay, back up, back up, back up, back up. I think I think by underrated, Treslin, you mean like under like he's appreciated and he is huge, but people don't even understand the extent to which it goes. With like that people, people love him for his looks yeah. and his music and whatever, but it's like there's so much more than that. Just love him for yes, yes. Like the the reason 
yeah, like people love him because his music's amazing right now. Like really? he he's a beautiful man. There's like so much all this more. stuff. But at the end of the day, if you really look at him and if you follow him, you would be just like, Man, this guy is so respectful. Yeah. Like he like, and you I have to have respect for him. I like, I think crazy. he's been mentored but, so much by Stevie Nicks. Oh, I love it. Because I just, I mean, she's the queen. Yes. And I think that she, I think where he could have very much taken off with very little problem, like head in the clouds, I'm an effing rock star. She grabbed hold of him and said, not quite yet, Junior. Step back down. Yeah. There's some things you need to learn, little boy. And I yeah. think having her as a mentor has been really, really beneficial to him and keeping him grounded and in keeping him focused. One of the things I was telling my husband the other day when, because Lenny Kravitz was on TV and I love Lenny Kravitz, is I was like, Harry Styles is going to be like Lenny Kravitz in 30 years. I'm just going to like look at him and I'm going to be like, because I, I remember when Lenny Kravitz came out, I was a senior in high school. That's how freaking old Lenny Kravitz is. And I also love Lisa Bonet. But Lenny Kravitz is just everything. You know, he is a singer. He's a songwriter. He is a director. He's a writer. He's a poet. He's a producer. He is an activist. He is everything. And Harry is all of those things, too. And, and Lenny always had this, like, really kind of funky, cool fashion yeah. thing to him. Then he cut it off. He could like play the guitar yeah. and that guitar became like an extension of his body. There was a lot of Lenny that like was like Prince-ish with more to Lenny than just that. And I, I saw Lenny on TV the other day. And yes. I was like, I hope in, in like 30 years when Harry Styles is like 50, like Lenny Kravitz, he still looks as good as Lenny Kravitz. And still is oh, yeah. as freaking the bomb as Lenny Kravitz is. Same. So... Yeah. Well, let's also talk a little bit about Beyonce because I think we have yeah. to talk about how she has made Grammy history. She has beat anybody. She beat Michael she has Jackson. The most Grammy wins in history. She is what? She beat Michael Jackson, and she's the first woman Beyonce. in history to have that many awards as well. So that's pretty iconic. Beyonce I mean this girl not girl woman like she is I you guys know I don't really follow rap that much or um but Beyonce has opened up so much for somebody like me that like there's there you know me I'm very like let's pop focused you know what I mean like I'm like Taylor Swift Harry Styles Miley Cyrus Demi Lovato Jonas Brothers that's my genre but when Lemonade came out when I tell you I looked up Rihanna I looked up Nicki Minaj I looked up um Cardi B like I was looking at all these women and I was like dang like these women know how to make music and it's a different type of music that I would have never have thought to look up if Beyonce hadn't hasn't been like look at um, how great this sounds you know what I mean like she just gave a whole different culture that I never would have props looked to, well and I say props um, to her because so there were women before Beyonce, her that honestly. kind of chipped away at that but because of her I, I think because there were so many little girls that loved Destiny's Child and then even when they broke up and she went solo and 
you know, like that first soul album is so great. And they did such, they did yeah. some really good PR stuff, including getting Justin Timberlake to be on Saturday Night Live and do it with like, if you like, if, if you like better put a ring on it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's PR right there. It's brilliant. But um, she, yeah. she became a next level type of person when she yeah. started to incorporate philanthropic work and actually speaking about stuff that made people uncomfortable. And I'm not, yes. I am literally, I am not a bee. Like, I'm not. Yeah. Hey, Colleen, Colleen, if you're listening. Neither um, am I. But I have so much respect for her. My godchildren to bed, my godson to bed. But my friend Colleen, her whole house, they are the bees. That's why all of her kids have bee names, because she loves Beyonce. And, wow. uh, and uh, but what, what I will say that I think is really amazing wow. about Beyonce is she has taken it to the next level. And she has done a lot of the same thing that like Angelina Jolie has done. She has made her career in music be just as powerful as the philanthropic work she does. And they play off of each other. Yes. You can't have Beyonce the musician yes. without having Beyonce the activist. Mm -hmm. And it's worked very well for her and for Dre. But yes, I think it's I just a really... Um, it's or Jay, it's Jay Z. Sorry, I'm. I'm <laughs> we were talking about Dre earlier. Yeah. But I'm. It's and and I think yeah, Jay, -Z. Jay Z has done the same thing. I don't think though yeah. that he he's ever going <laughs> to eclipse her. He won't, and I don't think he cares. No. She is the person where I, the first person I oh, ever no. heard talk about, and I've heard I've been in school for a long time, but I actually watched an interview her where she talked about the fetishism um, of black women and the innate permission that men, regardless of skin color, have to fetishize black women and to believe that they are all sluts and tramps and whores and they're there to be dominated. And if that means you rape them and you kill them, then that's okay. And she said, no more, not on my dime. I have mm -hmm. the ability to stop that. So I, I mean, I really, I give her yeah. props for so many things, but I'm just, her music is like, Oh, it's not my jam. I love it. But 28 man. Yeah. Well, I will say like one of the, one of the most amazing. Oh, yeah, I know. One of the most incredible oh. acceptance speeches was I think Adele yeah Dells at the Grammys when she looked at Beyonce and she was like Beyonce let me tell you something the way you make my girlfriends feel the way you make my black friends feel you will never ever in uh, while I'm living you're never going to hear me talk about it word yes. about you like the way she sure. does make women feel so empowered like it's a whole different level <laughs> like wh when you put love on top on you best believe I'm shaking my arse I <laughs> I'm losing my mind like her music yeah. does something to women well I think like, what she does is you know what I mean she it's is so unapologetic and if you don't like it, you can kiss her ass. And yes. she's going to talk about this, whether you want to talk about it or not, and whether or not you're yeah. comfortable. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that she is, it, it, and I think yes. that she does this the most beautifully, is she does not, she doesn't have a shtick 
we gave her the shtick by calling her the queen bee, but there was never a shtick with her Destiny's Child yeah. or Solo. Beyonce is extremely authentic. And I think that when women yeah. look at her, even women that are not women of color, yes, they look at her, they're like, that woman is bad ass. Yep. Like, if I, I mean, I think I'm a pretty powerful, opinionated, yeah. strong-willed yeah. woman. Beyonce scares the shit out of me. Yeah. Like, I want her on my side in a bar. Oh, fight. yes. Yeah. Like, if Beyonce was in the same room as me, I, I think, yeah. Like, I don't know if I'd be worthy to look her in the eye. Like, I'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. But you're right, Carrie. Like, we gave her that by just her being we're so respectful of her that and that legitimately is untouchable like it's the first thing because i look at taylor swift and i'm like all right youngster move it along it is and speaking of pr yeah well speaking of pr for beyonce i think it's really important Uh because they were talking a little bit on about it on like the pre-show for the Grammys. Do you understand, guys? Yeah, Blue <laughs> Beyonce Blue and Jay Z, their daughter has already won a Grammy. They are setting her up for nothing but the most successful career in music history. Like I already see it. She already won a Grammy under Beyonce. Yeah. And they're sitting there. You know how great they are at PR. Beyonce and Jay-Z are sitting there saying, how can my children mm-hmm. never have to lift a finger again? But I also They are think, doing so well. There's a part already. of me, too, that thinks that they might be giving just, her a pathway and obviously financial support to be able to do that. But I also know, just because of watching the interview with Jay-Z on David Letterman, that he very much feels like his children are going to have to work. There's it's yeah, very much. So I don't think that they're, I don't think that they're just going to hand those kids. No, they're definitely going to make them. They're going to make them you. I mean, like I was watching, who was it the other night that was, that their daughter was singing. And I was like, Oh my God, who the hell was it? Um, and that's just amazing too but like pink is pink giving her a taste no. of it and going um, okay willow do you want is this really what you want to do um because her dad's a daredevil pink is a daredevil so there's yeah. got to be a little bit of you know daredevil in willow um but i yeah. think there's also a reality of is this do you really right. like let me show you what this is really going to mean because it looks really cool on the outside but this is like a, a grueling, rigorous job on the inside. Yeah. I cannot, it's bugging the hell out of me. It's cool. Who it had their the daughter and they did their music video. And she she's 18 and she was so amazing. Um, but I kind of like the idea of of celebrities that have kids not giving them stuff you know what i mean no, like, and i think jay-z yeah. and beyonce neither of them initially came from yeah. a lot I mean, jay-z was in a gang I mean, yeah so yeah. like for them to yeah hand it over yeah I it just doesn't do that yeah it doesn't 
She is almost my age. I think she's 44. How old are they, guys? Do we know how, how old is 43? You can we can Google her and look. I know Jamie. Oh wow. I will say last night at the Grammys, her um is 39. Grammy is when that all she did so say Jay-Z Jay-Z is 51. Jay-Z. I knew one of them was my age. What? So he's like my age. Um, yeah. He's getting but up I, there. No, I've seen I've seen like interviews with like wow. John Legend and Christy Tagan where they're they're like, here's the deal. Yeah, they're cute and they're ours and we love them, but didn't nobody hand either one of us anything. And our kids always have a place to live and a place to sleep. But I, I watched John yeah. say this in some interview, and I'm very, very, very loosely paraphrasing. But he's like, if he thinks I'm gonna make a phone call, and get him a record deal. No, but they have to acknowledge, and I think, I don't know if they have, correct me if they haven't, but they have to acknowledge, like, John Legend's son goes to a record company and says, what's up, I want a deal, they're going to say, yep. (laughs) Yeah, well, I actually, I will tell you something, so here we go. Yeah, true. So, Rick has, Rick Rick has two sons, we knew we were going to bring him up, um, Rick has two sons, Liam and Josh, and Liam was born in 85 and Josh was born in like 88. Um, Liam has tried really, really, really hard. And I mean, it's not like Rick in the 80s, Rick in the 70s and 80s was literally like on the same level as like Justin Timberlake. And I mean, you couldn't turn a corner without him being everywhere. Um, And and he was a huge heartthrob and women were in love with him and he was yeah. on a soap opera and he toured and he had music. And um, Liam is gorgeous. If you guys Googled him right now, if you type in Liam Springthorpe, you'll be like, whoa, look at that guy. He is hot. Um, he's done a couple stints. Like Rick has maybe like said, put him on general hospital. When I come to general hospital as Dr. Noah Drake returning from Doctors Without Borders for three episodes, Put my kid in the background is like a young doctor. Um, he tries and tries and tries, but Rick, is, he is, he's a really good looking guy. Unbelievable. Okay. Oh, wow. And, and he's, a, he's an artist. He's a musician. He's a singer. He's an actor. He does all of this stuff and he just can't seem to get the break. And he's like, I, I need the break. I need the break. And Rick is like, well, then go find it. Because I had to go find mine. Well, Josh, yeah, he turned around and was like, I have absolutely no desire to go into this industry. I've seen what this industry people, yeah. Josh teaches third grade at the elementary school he and Liam went to that also Kobe Bryant's kids went to. Oh, that's cute. Also, Josh, gorgeous, yeah. Well, I will say, like, sometimes. Oh, yeah. And their mother is absolutely drop dead I'm beautiful. And she's now nice they're all super gorgeous. Um, to put up with Rick Springfield, who I love you, Rick. I love you. I love you. But you know, we yeah. had a conversation. Um, huh. but I will say, like that, that. Now that you bring that up, there are a lot of kids that are born into families 
that I mean, obviously we know I'm obsessed with the Cyrus family, but Miley has said in interviews where her brother Brazen, guys, you don't understand yeah. this entire family, the children are so musically gifted, it's ridiculous. Brazen actually went on to the late late show and performed guitar, and Miley called him right after. And she said this in an interview. She called him and she was like, oh, my God, how was it? Did you love it? Like, are you obsessed now? He said, Miley, I will never do it again. And she was like, are you kidding me? And he's like, I don't like that pressure. I like being in my room, playing on my guitar, pretending to, you know, make up lyrics. I don't like the pressure of, like, we're recording. And that's that's okay. Some kids are just musically gifted and they like being in their room jamming during their christmas dinner like that's okay uh, yeah. but my desire yeah. was born i think celebrity kids is in this would be a really interesting topic for and she doesn't understand i think it would be I, and i agree because i can i i mean oh i can God, sit I here can and think about so like long, celebrity yes. kids who's got gigs and they shouldn't have because they're not they don't have their parents any innate talent um mm. and then i can think of you know, like, obviously, yeah. we've talked, I mean, the Cyruses are all really, really good, and they're really, really gifted at what they do. There's other, there's other celebrity kids who are like, I, I want right. to be a school teacher, or I want to go to school and be a lawyer, like Jeff Cohen, who plays yeah. Chunk in um, <laughs> the greatest yes. movie made in my generation. Iconic um, movie. And Jeff, Jeff is a really, really good, kind guy, and he... Yeah. He saw the writing on the wall pretty early on because I think he was hanging out with that whole group of people. And we and I think I was we talked about this yesterday in, in ideas and stuff with with Salem and Fry's documentary Kid 90 um, that's on Hulu right now. Um, all those kids were all kind of thrown into the mix. And I think he realized quite early on that not all of them were going to make it and survive. And so when the time came, um he went to school and became a lawyer and he's an entertainment attorney and he, he still puts up his chunk stuff and we all give him a hard time about like the truffle shuffle. And <laughs> if we find stuff, we always send it to him in private message or whatever. He's a really good down to earth guy. But at the end of the day, he was like, I would have never survived Hollywood, but I can survive Hollywood being an attorney. I know the business. And so the business he knows the business, the business stuff that we're talking yeah. about. He knows the legal aspect of it. Yeah. Oh God. Well, one you last thing that I want to talk about kind I of know. before we end You've the show. Been... We've been talking for a while. But I think some – I know we haven't even gone – we might need to do a part two. Um, but I think another so, somebody that I think really needs a shout out because I've seen thing. it all I'm... over social media. Taylor Swift, her her album Folklore has been the number one album through quarantine and has gotten so many people through quarantine. The album actually got her one of her best reviews in history. Most of you know, I've never listened to her that album, but I can tell it, you. That I listen to everyday life with Coldplay, and I listen. I totally, totally listen to Heim all the yeah. time. Yeah, I love him. Um, yeah, but I uh, and yeah, please, why God? Yeah, I I understand right Gaga, but please, can somebody explain Ariana Grande to me on any level? <laughs> 
Yeah, Ben should have T Swift because she's at least well, got quick, talent. Before, Ariana, real quick, I just want to finish this. Miss like, Grande is insane, but we'll save that for another yeah. episode. Oh my god, stop! So, <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll get to her. Hold on, we'll get to her because I do need to talk about Ariana Grande. I, I love her. Um, here's the thing about Taylor Swift that I think a lot of people are mad about right now. Taylor Swift has dropped. She has been the hardest working person in the industry. She's re-recording everything. Re-recording songs that weren't even released. Re-recording. She is. Yes, she is one the hardest working person in this industry right now. She walked away with one Grammy. It and is people the Grammy. Kind of like, okay, wait a minute. It was the Grammy, right? But but we have to put that aside for a second. This girl has won more Grammys with her first couple albums that didn't even come close to what she's doing now. Why did she walk away with one? Like, I'm sorry. That was the girl that deserved the, the night. Like, in my opinion, I don't, I didn't love Taylor Swift before this album. Taylor Swift was somebody that I was like, okay, she's a pop star. After these couple See, albums, I, mean, I, what? I was like, do I you have a genre? Like, she you feel like she's gotten industry. screwed <laughs> over by Scooter Braun so many times that, like, she finally deserves somebody to give her props? You said the name we need to get we need to get a I've I've just decided I'm going to get an alarm every time someone says the name Scooter Braun it's gonna go off (laughs) because his name just lights a fire in me yeah we need something so that we need the Scooter Braun alarm we need a swear jar and then we can go to we can go to LA on vacation because we'll probably say it 12 times an episode we'll be able to go to LA and then we can fight him (laughs) I will. I'll take him down. <laughs> Scooter, we are coming for you. But Scooter, I'm a relations professional, and you're a humiliation I mean, to can... our industry. You're a humiliation to everything, Mr. Braun. Um, I'm going to get a cease and desist order from Scooter Braun's. <laughs> Yeah, this is all. This is all alleged. Um, um, this is all speculation. Where... No, it's not. Oh, it's true. <laughs> it's totally true. Yeah, this is all speculation. Ew. Um, but yeah, that's uh, speaking of like him. Thank God him and right, Justin so. didn't show up because yeah. not only was Taylor Swift there and she hates both of them. She do at least Bieber one because that album is for the first time. I, like, I don't know how. I long. like do the leap duh. I don't know because I I I mean I'm a Gaga. I didn't even listen to the album. And so I love Chromatica, and I don't mind Justin, even though he's got some crazy church thing going on. Yeah, I could deal with Justin, and obviously, Fine Line is to me in so many ways just utter written perfection because there were so many people, and they recorded it at Peter Gabriel's joint, and it's just mixed and produced beautifully. And I am going to give T Swift her props because, as much as a teeny bopper as she is in my brain, even though she's not anymore. That that woman has been writing her own music and performing it literally from Wyoming, Pennsylvania at the age of like eight or nine to now. This is 30 years of or 25 years of 
Yeah. Of a lot of work. And that album is a really good album. And I feel like, eh, there were a lot of things that I looked at. Like I was, I was like excited for, obviously I was really excited for Harry. I was really excited when James Taylor won for American standard because I love James Taylor. Um, yeah. I kind of sat there going, really, you didn't pick Dynamite over Rain on yeah. me? Because we didn't talk about BTS. And we should. Yeah. Or no, they didn't win anything. Oh, yeah. Did they get they did, get, did no. they win anything? Artists, and I'm looking at all these new artists, it. and like Noah's in there, yeah, Doja Cat's in there, D Smoke's in there. Uh, Phoebe Bridgers is in there. Phoebe got snubbed. Megan The Stallion. That's what we need to talk about. Phoebe got snubbed, and I want to see Elton John take someone down. The skeleton. Yeah, I adore her. And did you see that? Wears like. Did you um, see that thing going around? There was like an Elton John tweet that said, "If Phoebe Bridgers doesn't win, I will hit someone." I yeah, I want to see Elton John fight someone because she lost. Yeah, I want to see. We should look John out for Elton John. John for Phoebe too. That's Elton like the best someone. part. Yeah, for I mean, there was a lot. There was a lot of yeah. songs. I'm really glad. I mean, I struggle with Billie Eilish, but very truthfully, I struggle with all breathy female soprano people. Like I don't. I, I love William Eyelash. I'm you want me to tell you what, it, what the Billy Eilish? I, really I it's like the Billy like, Eilish. Something about. I, I mean, we could go back to other people. It's the same thing as like the is John Mayer disease. It's like a sensitive yeah. guy with an acoustic guitar singing a song about how sensitive he is and how woke he is about women. And he's not. Seven thousand of them. First of all, John Mayer. We could have a whole episode on why yeah. I hate him. Starting off with Dear John by yeah. Taylor Swift. <laughs> well, I, but, oh my but god. I'm talking, I'm talking <laughs> John. Guys, start writing that. So, I know. When I remember when Ed John. Sheeran came out. I mean, it, when Ed Sheeran came out, this was the same time as like um, Howie Day had had a bad day. Yeah, yeah it was very And James Floyd came out. Singer songwriter. And it's all the singer-songwriter, but they all sounded very homogenous. They were all like white guys. And either they had a piano or they had a guitar. And they were singing about how much men never have appreciated women before. Like guys like James Taylor back in the 70s. They were like we are. Your body's a wonderland. And like Jason Mraz broke it up a little bit with some scat and some ska. Yeah, Jason Mraz was pretty dope. I remember at what the first time I ever saw a team on, and it was on like between a show on MTV. Yeah. And I'm like, how many more guys do we need with a guitar? <laughs> how many more of these oh. songs do we need to hear? Okay, and it's the same thing with Billie Eilish. We have had breathy singing on the out breath. I don't like stop. Stop, yeah. please, God, find something else. I want LP. Yeah. And I will say, like, when she came on, the first, like, my aunt texted me throughout. Like, she's not really into this, but she knows that I'm into it. And she texted me and she was like, Treslin, I'm depressed. Like, I hate this. And I was like, listen, well, her brand, she's her super brand depressed. Is depression. People are depressed. Death is selling. So, like, that's why I think she's so big. 
Yeah. Like, and we have to also talk about the fact that, you know, Allison, our yeah. generation and below the, I'm G- hella the depressed. Gen Z as well, <laughs> we're all hella depressed. Like, we have, we are the, we all are. But I will say, I think there was an article that I read where our generation yeah. are yeah. the most depressed and generation. You are, you are depressed because you have no idea and what it's we like are to, have to have patience, you have so, to cope with. You have instant gratification, so you don't learn patience and you don't learn yeah. coping skills. You don't know why you can't get it now. You are very hyper aware of what everybody else has. So when I was younger, yep. it was like keeping up with the other kids at school. You're trying to keep up with other kids. Every in- single person on the internet and in the world. Yeah. And so, and then on top of it, you have these people that come out and say, like, if you go back even 25 years and you look at the, and I, and I say, we, sh- we really should talk about this. We should compare like the female singers that we have now that are topping charts that are doing stuff and then go back to the mid 1990s to like the early to mid 1990s. And you look at those women and what their messages were and what they talked about. Those women were rock solid. We were one no breathy, whiny i'm self-harming and please i'm not downplaying self-harming it's a horrible terrible thing and depression and mental health are a thing that i very much am an advocate for people to get help but like you know like alanis morissette was like you're gonna dump me yeah how about i like mess your life up uncle joey on full house uncle freaking joey (laughs) i Oh, Uncle Joey. So and you never look at Uncle Joey again because you're like, all I you can't think believe of that was wrong about him. I can't and are you thinking of me when you fuck her? No. Fucking iconic. <laughs> You'll have to put on here that there's like language Guys, because we're talking about music about lyrics so and we're talking about like the way the music has evolved. And we're our- about to be explicit. We're grown. And we are grown ass people. I'm 50. I can say it if I want. You know, but like when you look at I Black know. Parade, like how did everything I wanted beat Black Parade? <laughs> how did everything I wanted beat Circles by Post Malone? Yeah. Posty. Yeah. Posty. Yeah, he should have got that one. And, and oh, I just kind of like, I don't know. I think her and her brother are a very good duo and they have very good meaning, music with good meaning. I don't know. It's kind of like, and I have the Ariana Grande problem because I really don't like divas. <laughs> no, divas. Any divas. I don't think Billy's a diva. Billy's not a diva. Billy is an angsty coffee house drinking, cigarette smoking, feeling sorry for herself because she didn't get a coach purse. (laughs) And so I'm gonna take her. (laughs) Carrie, come on. That is the awesome. When I think of Billie Eilish, honestly, when I think of Billie Eilish, I think of my little sister, young girl that is so depressed, and she's because they're about the same age. Yes, the reality is. How old's your sister? My sister. They're so depressed. Seventeen. Seventeen. So, Allie, how old's your sister? Seventeen. 
Okay. Tatum's so 17. when I was 17, I was depressed and I listened to depressing music. I didn't listen to chicks breathing into a microphone to be depressed <laughs> about how depressed they are. I listened to music <laughs> that I thought if I'm depressed and I'm sad, the only way it's going to get better is if I make myself better and I make my world better, which is what, what turned me on to things like Janis Joplin and, and Bob Dylan and yeah. people that had a message that went beyond like, I'm just so sad. You know? Yeah. Yeah, but I will. But I will say, like, now that I'm really thinking about it, I think there's a big difference between like the sad music, like Carrie. Mark my word. Like, I might be wrong. I don't know, but I feel like your generation was very focused on like, please don't go to war. Like, I'm begging you. Like, I have loved ones who go to like are going into war. Like, please don't do it. Like, we're trying to fight against it. Allison and I generation are more of like we have heartbreaking songs. No, no, based we were that love. generation like, too. It's we're just the that generation that like sleeps around our and then we get our heart broken and then we sing about it. Yeah, and like that's why I think Taylor Swift works so well with our generation is because we were the generation. There were so many of us girls that thought. That we yeah, you were all Santana, just, you know, hook up with these guys, and then they break up with us, and then we're just like, why did we catch feelings? And then we sing about it. You know what I mean? So I think that's why Taylor worked. And for Tatum's generation and Allison's sister generation, they're just depressed in general. Like they literally every day come home, and from I school think and that like, that is why her music is purpose? also and I think that's why her music generation because her ho- her music doesn't give her hope. So like for example, when I was. 17 and depressed as all 17 year old girls are depressed and boys and people non-binary everybody 17 is depressed you know i went and was like i yeah. need to go find like obviously i was listening to stuff that yeah. you know depeche mode and the cure are and morrissey aren't exactly happy um <laughs> but I was also, I was, I also was like, you know what? There were songs like nothing but a good time by poison. And there was Bon Jovi and we had music that, and we still could listen to stuff from like the eighties. We had Cindy Lauper and we had Madonna, Madonna's album with Papa to her blue album, her true blue album was really, really, really full of like what it's like to be a young woman in the late 1980s. And she talks about it. And it's a beautiful segue. Now, don't tell me that grunge wasn't depressing for freaking 1989 to 1995 when Kurt Cobain killed himself. Because grunge is happy at all. Yeah. However, at the same yeah. time that was happening, I was also listening to women who were being yeah. very, very women positive. And very, very much like we can make a change. I was listening to Taylor Dane. I was watching Janet yeah. Jackson come out and eclipse her brother. You know what I mean? So there was like this hope. If all you do is go home and listen to Billie Eilish yeah. sing into a garbage can about how bad her life is, you're not going to see hope anywhere. I say, hey, Tatum, don't listen to Billie Eilish. Pop on freaking Beyonce and you will find hope. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I could see where you could see that. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Like, I feel like is- no matter yes! what, I think it's yeah. it's okay to have the music there, just in case. You know, if you do get into those moods, you're allowed to listen and you're allowed to feel that. But you're right. At the same time, if you have music that matches your mood, pick a different genre that kind of uplifts uplifts yeah. that mood. But and I feel that there's because at the end of as the day, someone who listens to sad music, matters, there's something to say about like, like being seen in the music that you're listening to. Me. That's exactly where I was getting at. Your mental health matters. And it's like, it really makes you feel weirdly better. Like this summer, I'm sorry, guys, I've been so depressed just like living or not this summer, this, this winter, just being at home and constantly going to work in a job that I didn't really want to be doing. And then Taylor's album came out and she's just like, she gave me some kind I mean, it was sad hope, but it was still hope being like, guys, we're all depressed. It's okay. We're all depressed. We're all feeling it. And it's going to get better. And there's heartbreak right now. I'm going to cry thinking about it because I really want to get out of here. <laughs> but, like, there is hope. Okay. And you have to listen to that music let that me make, let allows me make you to be heard and pulls you out of that depression. Music. As weird as that sounds. depressed sound. and you want to hear sad songs, but you also want to find hope in the sad song very truthfully you need to go back to the 90s and you need to look at that group of women that put together like Lilith there you need to look at like Sarah McLaughlin and Tori Amos and Alanis Morissette and the Indigo Girls and Dar Williams and Melissa Etheridge and Ani DeFranco and Tracy Chapman because I mean, Melissa Etheridge is one of the greatest examples of born in Leavenworth, Kansas, in the shadow of a giant federal penitentiary, lesbian in the middle of the of the Midwest of America in the 70s. Do you think that worked very well? She put all her crap in a car every dime she had. And she went to L.A. and she played little crappy dive bars and she sings songs about pain. She sings her her red album is probably one of the best things she ever created because she talks about being lonely. Like there's a song that's called Lone it's called I'm only lonely. It's I'm only yeah. lonely when I'm driving in my car. It's like everything you do, you're lonely. And the song is actually called Occasionally. And but when you listen to that, all of a sudden it makes you realize well, yeah. that you can be as lonely as you want to be, or you can be as hurt as you want to be but your fate lies in you. And so, and pink is another example of that. I mean, she had everything and she's gone on record yeah. as saying this. They finally said to her, we're not giving you a, a record I deal until you get clean because we're not dumping all this money into you. You're unbelievably gifted. You're talented, but you're an addict. Mm-hmm. And you have a whole bunch of baggage with a broken family and bad boyfriends and you're a club yeah. kid. You get yourself together, you got a deal. And that's why those first few albums, like Just Like a Pill, it, it, it's, it, I mean, it's all metaphorical. It's all about like every guy she had was a bad idea, just like popping a pill that she had was a bad idea. What did she do? She learned to freaking like swing in silks and sing glitter in the air upside yeah. down at the Grammys with water <laughs> running on her. So iconic. So iconic. 
Billie Eilish will never do that. Okay. We, well, guys, we can't, we can't discredit Billie. She's still a kid. We don't know. We'll we see we what need to watch her grow. Like, we need to see what. And we will yeah. have to continue like, this conversation she, later, she later because we have hit like an hour or three. So. I know we've hit a while, but hey, listen, we talked a lot about good, amazing things. Um, the Grammys yes, are uh, great. Let Harry us know. It. People snubbed, some yes. deserved I need, Obviously, I need to know our, everyone yeah, who's listening, go to our latest Instagram post. We'll post something about the Grammys and let us know your thoughts. Who did you want to win? Who do you think deserve to yep. win? Give us all the tea. Please. Yes. Yeah. I wish we did have the camera yeah. on, even though I look like Who was your favorite because, performance? Um, a tea I'd love company, to know that. Bruno who Mars I'm not going to name who they are it. because I would like them to sponsor us. Um, <laughs> I've got a plan. I've been working all weekend, man. Um, I have a teacup that says it's mother effing tea time. So spill the effing tea. Spill on. that tea with us. Well, because we've got Oscars coming, we've got Baptist coming, oh, we've yeah. got coming. Maybe we should put some polls out, but we'll we'll discuss social media strategy later. I'm getting tired. Yeah. Follow on TikTok yeah. at Exposure but Breakdown. In order to stay following us, make Give sure me. you follow us on Instagram. This. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. Behind. This has been the Exposure Breakdown podcast. Breakdown. Hey, everybody. Stay Thanks kind. for joining us. Stay kind. Be kind to all Mental people always. <laughs> See ya. Be kind. Peace.